how to deal with this at this moment in time. How to deal with this. <laughs> As uh, you all flustered. Yeah, it's yeah. it's 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 really it's got weird, to be man. questioning questioning reality. Questioning the nature of time. Yeah. What time dot is it? You know, I would say it dot is about two oh nine and fourteen seconds in the PM yeah. over here in Alaska. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's funny, it's it's three oh nine and twenty two seconds over here huh. in Seattle. Is that Weird. what that whole time zone thing is all about? It's like you gotta spread out the time, you gotta share it, you know, so everybody gets a little piece. Like everyone has their own time. It's like yeah. everyone has their own senators. That's but we right. all have the same president. Personally, every personally everyone has their own senators. <laughs> Guys Welcome back to another exciting edition of your podcast, weekly in theory, but not actually. That is sometimes about like, music. It's kind of like week and a halfly. I feel like that's week and a halfly <laughs> about music. Yeah, whenever we can. Yeah, whenever we can. The sounding board. Welcome back to the sounding board. Your podcast that is sometimes about music. I'm Josh Mitline. I am. I was almost going to say the voice of the sounding board again, but then I remembered that we we let that one go. <laughs> I'm Josh Mitline, one of your hosts for the sounding board. With me this week, I have Camden Taylor. Hey, yeah, so yeah, we're an equal opportunity podcast now. <laughs> everyone, yeah, everyone, everyone is the host. <laughs> everyone is the full time host, including Teen Dad Joey Hart. Yeah. He's here too. Hey guys, he's a full time host. He just, you know, has been on PTO for the past couple weeks. Mm-hmm. We are here. Uh, we said we'd be here to talk about Hamilton. We lied. But instead, we lied. Instead, we're here to talk about an album that you picked, Joey. We're here to talk about Stage 4 by Touche Amore. Touche Amore? Touche Amore. Yep. Touche Amore. That's going to be our album this week. It's a surprise change, but so, I'm kind of excited uh, about it. So, why aren't we talking about Hamilton? What's... What's the deal with because that? Because Ted's in fucking Europe somewhere. I don't know. That dude, like, got lost and ended up on a plane to England. I don't know how he did that. I wish I could do that. That seems like yeah. a good trick. Yeah, yeah. Ted's, in, Ted's in Europe. It's, I don't know it's, where in Europe. And it's such a random time to be like, no one's taking trips in the middle of February. And Well, I mean, like, I think I'm... that's why he, he could afford it. He was like, yeah, no one will be traveling now. Now's my time. Yeah, like that, like that John happen. Cena, his time is now. Mm. Ah, yes, the wrestling references. <laughs> we haven't had one of those. Bringing them out early and often. <laughs> yeah. Here we go, guys. It's been um, well, sh- shit, uh, Camden. It's been like a week and a half ish. No, almost yeah. two weeks since you and I have talked. Uh, Joey, it's been way longer. I think it's been about what. Before June the last year. Yeah. We, uh, like, the, the sounding board kind of, like, got really insular for a while, and, you know, we, we did our thing, but we did send you those sweet posters from Wilco. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've, I've been meaning to post pictures of them, but I just haven't. <laughs> but they're up. They're, they are posted? Are they yes, your they are most posted. prized possessions now? Wait, wait, wait. wait. Uh, no, no, no. No, no, no. Which one is your favorite? Oh, Yeah. <sighs> I don't even uh, remember which one I ordered. I couldn't tell you. There, I, 
I don't have a favorite. He just Sorry, loves us all he just, equally. I love you he just all equally. Doesn't want to make one of us. You're jealous. like my children, you know. Oh. <laughs> Wait. So you <laughs> have, you actually you actually have. Four okay, children? I like I like Camden's the least. <laughs> oh, <laughs> just just for that. Ouch. What did I do? Ouch. <laughs> for your for your comments, Camden. Oh, my comments. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't even matter how good the poster is. He doesn't like yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what you been up to, man? How you been doing? I've been good. I've been busy. Super busy. I think since the last time I was on this pod, I've bought a house. I've gotten a dog. I put out a... I guess technically an EP, I guess yeah, is what you, you could call it. What was the name of uh, it? Free to me. <laughs> I like that uh, you you had as much trouble remembering that as we did. It's been <laughs> I put it out like four or five months ago, and I just kind of I've been so busy ever since. Huh. Uh, let's see, Thanksgiving time, I actually joined a nonprofit board for Levitation Forty Nine, which has been oh sweet keeping me super busy. Nice. But yeah. Uh, other than that, just been dadding it up and. Yeah, you're still doing the, doing the same premier, old. The premier dad guest of this show. Oh, yeah. I guess I had I had a second kid since I last been on too. Can't <laughs> really wanna, forget about that. Do you, you want to tell any children's stories? Because like, if you do, this is the time. <laughs> yeah, I've told enough children's stories. You know, that... and there is a distinct lack of children's stories on this podcast, and I feel like it's a demographic we could have a, we've really true. been missing. Yeah. We could oh, have a new oh, segment. Man. We could have the Joey Dad Hour minute. Man, <laughs> the hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hour All minute. the episodes are going to be an hour longer now. Well, maybe. <laughs> Maybe maybe next time I'll be a little more prepared for that. Yeah, okay. next time. All right. I don't have any good stories a, offhand. A story that's at least an hour long. Uh, uh, no, oh, we, we downgraded it. We downgraded oh. it. It's the Joey Dad 30 seconds now. Oh, 30 seconds. That's a quick it takes story. Longer to, it, it takes longer to say, but it's a shorter story. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Fair. Fair enough. So, uh, yeah. So, other than... Other than being a teen dad and putting out an EP and buying a house and like going through all these drastic life changes that are like actually really significant, what have you been up to, man? Like, what have you, what what's been going on? My uh, really, the last like this last week has been we're putting on a there was an ice festival, ice climbing festival here this last week, and that's kind of consumed all my time along with work because it's been. Snowing like three feet the last week. Nice. Uh, other than that, I've just kind of been, I've been still monkeying with music a little bit here and there, not as seriously as I was four or five months ago. Uh, other than that, just been kind of trying to take it easy, relax and, as much as I can. Just to be totally clear about where you live and what life is like, when you say it snowed about three feet, is that an exaggeration or an actual number? No, that that was an actual number. I think Monday we got a foot. Tuesday we got eight inches. Wednesday we got like two inches. Thursday was another ten inches. Then another two inches or three inches on Friday. Damn, son. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, Seattle doesn't cope well with snow. Uh, I'm the aware. Last, yeah, the last time it like snowed, cities, uh, yeah. it uh, was, I think, two weeks ago maybe three now and 
I got a message, like an email from my work that was like, dude, stay home. Like, do not come into work. You'll die on those streets. Yeah. So I, I heard I, they're pretty treacherous, even with a little bit of snow. It just, it just gets bad. Yeah. No, there are fantastic videos. If you want a good laugh, there are fantastic videos of buses sliding down Capitol Hill. And oh, it's only man. a laugh because you're not on those buses. Because holy yeah. shit, yeah. it would have been terrifying. But like yeah, they just, kind of just mm, man. Yeah, I didn't even think about all the like slopes and stuff. And, oh yeah, and, uh, Seattle's oh, a hilly city, dude. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, that's gotta be pretty brutal. Yeah, there's no, a, there's some of that here down. in Juneau. We yeah, have some downtown has some pretty steep uh, slopes and. I've had a couple days driving down that because there's like some job sites for like the city water facility go to like way up the hill. And there have been some days driving back down where I'm like starting to slide. I'm just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Let's try not to hit anything. <laughs> and like the streets are super small. They're like everyone parks on the side of the road and it's supposed to be a two lane street, um, you know, and it just turns into a one lane yeah. where there's like no. Oh, no. Leeway. Yeah. So we get a little bit of that, but. We're not as crowded, and I think there's, yeah, I think it's always the case with cities that snow removal is like so much more difficult. You want to talk about disasters? Yeah. Look at interstates when it snows. Yeah, man, it's like the fucking apocalypse. <laughs> oh my god! Like it is an hour between exits, and they are less yeah. than a mile apart. Like it is a disaster. You That's cannot why people get anywhere. Just like say fuck it and like ditch their cars and start walking. Yep, that is a thing that happens. And then, like, yeah. even if Seattle had more than, like, three snowplows, how the fuck would you get them onto an interstate with all the cars there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's, like, impossible. Like, it is, a, it is, a, it is a, a bad, bad scene when that happens. Yeah. Hmm. But Valdez has got it on lock. Take out that Dude, snow. Dude, Valdez yeah. has snow on lock. Like, they yeah. get the most, and they deal with it the best. Although I do remember when I first started to drive in Valdez, like, the first time I drove on snow and, like, went into the school parking lot on, like, a weekend. There was no one there and, like, tried to kind of pull in and then just flipped in the circle. Just, like, mm. accidental brodies across the, the, the parking lot. Those are my favorite types of brodies, personally. Yeah, they're the best. Yeah. They're terrifying when you're a new driver and you're like, what's <laughs> going on? How do I stop? Um, it's, whew, whew. Well, I'm glad to hear you've been doing, yeah, yeah. I'm glad to hear you've been doing well, man. Um, in a minute, I'm gonna ask you about what you've been listening to. Oh, okay. You're gonna go first on this because you've got like a long backlog, and I I want. Well, do you want to go first or do you want to go second? Because if you need to like only hit the highlights, let's do that. Uh, I, I kind of I'll go first. I was just kind okay. of gonna touch on my. I was gonna be here for year end, but that didn't work out. So I was gonna touch on my top three. And then kind of what I've been listening to lately and some honorable mentions. Yeah, do it. No, go for it. Uh, so I'm not going to... Touche Amori, Stage 4, we'll talk about later. That was actually my favorite album of the year, but we'll get more into that later. Uh, no specific order. Uh, Aesop Rock's new album in 2016, Impossible Kid. Oh, that was a good It was one. really, really, really good. Yeah. Uh, like compared to other rap, he doesn't really. I guess I guess he just talks about different things. I mean, you look at 
you look at Kendrick's story and you look at, I guess, Schoolboy Q was kind of the opposite, but Aesop gets into, like, I don't know, I can, he takes the mundane and makes it really interesting. And I think that's really cool. And that album was like, goes, seems like more personal than usual for him. Yeah. Because like, usually yeah. it's like pretty, his stuff's like pretty abstract. That one seemed like pretty direct, like dealing with a lot of things like directly from his life. Which I thought was interesting. Yeah. That yeah. yeah, the whole song about like going and talking to his therapist and how he, mm. he doesn't agree with therapy, but like he still does it because he needs he needs some sort of help to get through every day, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But it, I, I just imagine that would be like the hardest thing for any therapist is to deal with Aesop Rock and all of his just like you know <laughs> abstract thoughts and think, the way he just he presents talks things. Therapy like he raps. <laughs> I, I I think so. You think he just raps through therapy? <laughs> I think he'd I think he'd be like kind of as mystical as he is in his raps for sure. Uh, I was actually going to look up the lyrics to that one because there's a couple of really good lines in there uh, where uh, he's, he's talking talking to his uh, shrink and uh, she says, I'm not your enemy. I said that sounds like something my enemy would say instead of playing off the chemistry. She said, you're being difficult. I said, I'm being guarded. You're a quarter mil in debt. I'm getting more guidance from my barber. Uh, <laughs> Then later in this is uh here's one every time I my telephone buzzes I see images of hooded riders setting fire to hundreds. She said when you start getting all expressive and symbolic it's impossible to actualize an honest agnostic. I said when you start getting all exact and algebraic I'm reminded it's a racket not a rehabilitation. So I like when yeah. I heard that line, I'm like, holy cow, this guy would just be like the biggest pain in the ass to yeah. try to <laughs> try to pin down and get like a true therapy session going. Please be honest and open with me. That's what I'm here for. Nah. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna be cryptic is all I love that. Uh, but there's also what you got from the album that it. it must be difficult to give Aesop Rock therapy. <laughs> to be, to be, yeah, to be Aesop Rock well, therapist. Yeah, that's that, my take. Well, on. that was one of the things. That was like my first thought when I first listened to it. My father must suck. But there's other songs like a lot of years where he kind of realizes how old he's getting, and he kind of brings that into like with some interesting thoughts about it. How old of a person uh, is Aesop Rock now? Is he like forty or something? He's, he's in. I think he's in his mid thirties. Huh. Yeah. He's been around for a while. But he has a song also about born in seventy six. Mm. But then he also has a song just about his cat. <laughs> but late <laughs> his okay. name Kirby. But uh later you learn he's more like he was actually recommended by a therapist. Uh he's more than a pet to worship, but an M D medicated sense of purpose. Uh, but yeah, it was just. He, I think he's got a real interesting way of taking what could be mundane to a lot of people, like owning a cat and making it so much deeper. And it's just, I thought it was just a really good album. There's a lot of good lines. Uh, his production, he produced himself, is getting a lot nice. better. I really like the production value. Sweet. And yeah. I had to go back to that one more. I only listened to it like a little bit when it came out. Need to yeah. definitely revisit that. Yeah, it was one that really grabbed me, and I ended up listening to it quite a bit. 
I, I don't know that I've checked it out yet, but it sounds kind of interesting. It sounds like it is pretty personal, which is an appealing thing from a rapper like Aesop Rock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. Uh, another album that I wanted to talk about is in my tops was 22 a million. Or 22 to a million. Oh, I can't remember how that went. Yeah. I... Bon Iver, Man. I really, really came around to liking this album. Dude, I love that album. Like, it, it was in my top three for sure. I think top three would be stage four, Possible Kid, than this one. It, it was just one that, it, at first listened to it, I was kind of like, okay, but the more I listened to it, it just grew and grew, and the more I listened to it now, just the more I keep finding myself to love it. Nice. Uh, I thought he did the voice modulation really well, mm-hmm. and... I I think when he did do it, he didn't overplay it by surrounding it with a bunch of music as well. Like, you listen to Creeks, and that's pretty much just him and his voice modulation going. Man, that's one of my favorite Creeks songs on the album. Creeks is so fucking good. <laughs> yeah. I agree. Mm. I, uh, <laughs> did you listen to that one, Josh? I have not yet, but it sounds like oh, I should. You should. I, that's a really good one. Yeah. Okay. Uh... I got a funny story with this one. So, for medical reasons, I had to go in and get an ended up and an EGD, which is pretty much where they, you know, stick a camera down and look at all your stomach and to, your digestive tract. To be clear, track. down your throat. Yeah, down your throat. <laughs> yeah, it's not a, not not a very fun endoscopy very fun procedure. Yeah, endoscopy. Thank you. Uh, Wait, and they so like I went cut in for a, that. Like bore a hole in your throat, like in your neck. Yeah, and like yes, shove it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like it's like yeah. if you have smoked too long and you have the like voice box right here. It's just like that. Oh uh, yeah, well, yeah, just like it. Just like pop a drill but, in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they they have to drug you pretty. I mean, it's like a conscious sedation, so you're awake, but you don't really remember anything. Did you listen mm-hmm. to something doc- when you were all high and then, like, yeah. really liked it? Yeah. <laughs> the doc- no, the doctor's like, hey, let's put on some music. What do you really like? So I, I told him to put on, you know, Bon Iver. And after it, I don't remember any of this. I don't remember, like, the hour after the procedure or anything. My wife was there. She told me later. Like, yeah, everyone really, really liked that album. I'm like, everybody should. <laughs> just as straight as I could be, I was just like, everybody should like that album. That's funny. <laughs> but I guess I was singing when I was all drugged out, too. <laughs> I don't remember any of it, so that was my I funny... Yeah, I wish I could see you there. singing parts of that album well all high. Well, super... Oh, God, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. So, that probably so would be a good thing. high album. I don't know, because yeah. I've never done drugs in my life. But uh, I don't believe in be. drugs. I don't believe I don't, they exist. Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I've never seen any proof that they exist. You know, personally. So, I don't, I don't believe things unless I see them with my own eyes. That's just me. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I, I don't believe in any, in things unless I see them with Camden's eyes. So yeah, I mean my my eyes are really reliable. That's why I depend on them. So I mean, I can understand why you would depend on them too. That makes sense to me. Your eyes, so, on the uh, other hand, not the my eyes are shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm so far sighted, dude. <laughs> I wear like a plus seven in each eye. Yeah, like this week you texted me. You're like, what, so what kind of unicorn should I get? I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> you kept seeing God, them all uh, over the place. 
Yeah, there were so many unicorns, and like I just wanted to know what the right one was, and you were so unhelpful. I don't know and why you. I don't know. Also, I don't know why you anymore. assumed. I don't know why you assumed you could just own one. That was pretty presumptuous of you. I. I mean. <laughs> uh, Did you see people like I... like selling unicorns on the corners? Unicorners is, that, is, that... is what they call unicorners. Those. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> just want to confirm, we don't believe in drugs. Yep. Yeah, drugs. We do not. <laughs> we are joking about the unicorns, life advice. But I really don't believe drugs. Life advice. Um, this is advice that I gave to someone recently, and uh, they they asked that I repeat to the public: maybe don't smoke the rock. <laughs> maybe, maybe don't, don't smoke, smoke the, rock. the rock. Yeah, good, good stuff. <laughs> I'd say that's that's solid life advice. Yeah, I but but we don't believe maybe in don't. drugs anyway. So how could yeah. you smoke the rock? Yeah, maybe don't smoke the imaginary rock. Like, don't smoke your limits, Dwayne the Rock jo- Johnson. <laughs> don't, don't smoke, smoke Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> uh, Joey, were there any other albums you wanted to hit on? Uh, I'll just go through a list. I don't yeah. really talk about. Yeah, them. yeah, go for it. If we, uh, we want to pick one out, let's do that. But daughter, not to disappear, put out an album last year. I really liked. Oh yeah, uh, Schoolboy Cues was good, but you guys oh, talked so about good. that before. So good. I really like Car Seat Headrest, thanks to Josh. Yeah, you do. One. Uh, let's see, Kishibashi, if you're into him. He put out an album, Sunderlust, that I thought was actually pretty good. It kind of grew on me. Hmm. Uh, Atmosphere put out a new one. If you like his stuff, it's really similar to his old stuff, so don't look for anything new, but it's a pretty solid little album. I've uh, still like never listened to an Atmosphere album. Really? Yeah. I kind I kind of like I like them. I mean, I, I it's one of those things I kind of add certain songs to playlists or whatever. Yeah, but. I just yeah I don't know maybe I should maybe I should put that on my to do. I feel like yeah, I like them. I feel like I'm missing a part of culture because so many people. <laughs> it seems like, like people are like it's kind of like Aesop. They either really like them or they really hate them. Yeah, but I kind of get out of atmosphere too. For example, Ted person Ted, who hates yeah. Aesop Rock. <laughs> yeah. I, I told him it was one of my favorites. He's like, oh, well, that's good. I'm never going to listen to it. I'm like, oh, fair Ow, enough. Ow! Shit. <laughs> uh, Ted's oh, a hater. <laughs> Ted, Ted mentioned this one, but it was a while ago. Stranger Forms from Sunlocks. It was the same thing as, like, Alternative Worlds. He remixed oh, a lot of the songs off nice. Bones. I never listened to that either. I've been listening to Sunlux again, actually. Oh, so cool. I might have so good. Out. Yeah, yeah, those are all really good. Uh, they brought in trumpets and sax for mm. some. I think mm. can't remember what song that was. Okay. Then brought in some new singers Wait, as well. They just Hannah they ben. just like brought in the instruments. Did anyone play them, or did they just invite uh, some saxophones? <laughs> just wanted to get their take, you know. Yeah. yeah. Where they <laughs> stay yeah. Alive. Do you know what the saxophones take was? No, you gotta. I can't imitate a saxophone sound, but I was going <laughs> okay, to. Okay, well, good build up. Good. <laughs> I'm disappointed attempt. you didn't try. <laughs> yeah. No, that's not right. I just like the idea of a that's... bunch of saxophones and trumpets like hanging out on the street, so just like, like laying hey, on the floor while they like, record. Hey, you guys, come in here. See <laughs> what you think of this album. Uh, my last one. I'll do Run the Jewels three because yeah. I really liked it. LP's yeah. killing it. I always liked his production. 
and he just keeps bringing it. I don't know how, but mm-hmm. yeah, he's just a master behind behind them beats. They are they are just so consistent, like so yeah. consistent. Three albums running now of a collab project, and it's still so good, and it's still so appealing. Like yeah. it's still so appealing to people who like LP. It's still so appealing to people who like who like Killer Mike, and you'd expect there to be like. You'd expect that the crossover wouldn't be complete, right? Like, you'd be like, oh, I'm an LP fan, but but Run the Jewels is not for me, right? Mm-hmm. But that's not the case. Like, people who like either one of those artists like Run the Jewels, in my experience. Yeah, they've always gone together, yeah. like, perfectly. <laughs> yeah, it's excellent. <laughs> There's excellent. been times they have, like, I've gone back and listened to LP. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. But there's been times I've gone back and listened to LP, and I'm kind of like, man, I wonder what a solo career would be like with him because he was so good. But then I listen to Run the Jewels, and I'm like, ah, it's it's fine. Yeah. But, I'm sure he'll do uh, another solo album at some point. He didn't like he did them pretty infrequently. Anyways, it was always yeah. like every five or six years, and it's been about I guess it's been five since Cancer for Cure. But uh, I uh, I go and back since Killer Mike's last album. I go back like once every month or so. And listen to the whole world by Outcast because of the Killer Mike feature. I really like that feature. That's like one of my favorite verses ever. Oh yeah, that's a good yeah. one. And I like Killer Mike's rap music too. Mm-hmm. That was that was when LP and Mike actually first kind of met up with each other. He's the one that produced that album. Yeah, mm-hmm. which that's right. Is super good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a cool so, one. Hearing him like because he was kind of doing like the whole southern hip-hop production style but with you know his flavor yeah. on it which is cool to hear him do something like versatile and like kind of out of character and like do it really well um yeah, well, yeah i like cool. it because fucking lp like his beats go hard like <laughs> they are they are intense and it's awesome it's really really good camden yeah yeah i'm here hello you're here you're present yeah. i'm present what you been listening to, guy? Oh, uh, I've been listening to some stuff. There's some new releases I thought I'd mention. Okay, uh, hit me. I think I, I actually, think I... like, don't hit me. I'm pretty far away. Okay, yeah, I, I think it might actually be impossible to hit you from where I am. Uh, I mean, we got away with face touchy last week, so that's you know. true. I, I mean, I could give it a shot. I could give it a shot. I mean, uh, no, let's not. Let's not. Right, let's okay, not. let's not do it. All right. Um, I so new stuff. New stuff that is out uh, this week, or I don't know if it was this week, but we'll just say this week. This is supposed to be a weekly podcast. Um, there's a new Grails album. Do you remember the band mm, Grails that we? I remember uh, Grails. We discussed on this we podcast did. several episodes ago, sometime last year. I don't remember exactly when, but they have a new album called Chalice Hymnal. It's really good. I've been listening to that. Uh, yeah, pretty much what to expect from Grails. It's, you know, they're an instrumental sort of post-rocky band. Um, I've got a lot of, like, different world music influences and stuff, and it can get also pretty heavy at times. Uh, it can get, it like, sometimes gets really heavy, and sometimes will be, like, really kind of uh, laid back and ethereal and kind of, like, film scorey. Um, yeah, it's a pretty, pretty varied album. Really good album from them. They haven't released one in, like, five years so i was excited to hear about that so yeah that one's cool uh there's a new ep from paul the producer paul white and danny brown 
uh, okay. who we talked quite a bit about. He is a producer that's done a lot of Danny Brown's songs. He did a bunch of stuff on uh, Atrocity Exhibition from last year. Um, and it's just a two-song EP called Accelerator, but it's really fucking good. It's just... Uh, he He's like one of the guys who gives Danny Brown like some of his weirder beats. Like, he did the beat on, like, Ain't It Funny... And uh, if you ever heard the, there was like a one-off single a few years ago called ODB um, that Paul White did. That was really crazy. Uh, but yeah, that one's pretty awesome. Just, yeah, just hear Danny White rap over some weird shit. Um, I Danny listened. Brown. Danny yeah. Brown, not Danny White. Danny <laughs> Brown. Yeah, they both have colors for last names. So, <laughs> I mean, yes. <laughs> you know hey it's true <laughs> um, okay I, yeah I, no it yeah, is please a, continue another, another EP I listened to this morning and I was kind of nervous to listen to was uh, the new Animal Collective EP because they no, always because their they last always, one their last, last album not I was so not, not really a fan of uh, and I've only listened to this once, listened to this morning, and I was like, I don't immediately dislike this as much as I did uh, Painting With, but it wasn't super memorable, but it wasn't bad. So, hmm. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. It was, it was hard to get, because like, they always you know, have a follow-up EP to like, every album, and it usually has some pretty good stuff on it. Uh, but it was hard to get excited about this one, because I was like, I didn't even like the stuff that made the album. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But uh yeah, it's it's alright. Um what else did I listen to? Oh, I've been listening to an album by a guy called Douglas Dare. He's on a the label Erase Tapes, who has a lot of um like producers that I like. It's they do like a lot of uh electronic stuff and like also some modern classical stuff like Nils Fromm is on there. Uh, Winged Victory for the Solon is on there. Uh, a bunch of good groups on there. But uh, Douglas Dare is kind of like a songwriter, but he does this very like dark, ambienty, like almost like noir style uh, stuff that's like really interesting. And um, hmm. yeah, so I've been listening to his album from last year. It's called A Forger. Uh, but I don't know. It's really cool, really unique. Um, yeah, he just like is a really unique songwriter. Has some very bleak and like moving songs. So yeah, I'm thinking about maybe picking that for an album discussion, but I don't know, and I don't want to give you any spoilies. So yeah, no spoilies. <laughs> yeah, uh, one that I am probably going to talk about next week, or you know, next whenever we do an episode that I have been listening to a little bit <laughs> that just came out is the uh, the new Sun Kill Moon album. Oh, uh, okay. The, the ever prolific Mark Kozlik is like releasing something every year. Uh, but he has a new album under Sun Kill Moon called Common as Light and Love Are Red Valleys of Blood. Um, <laughs> this okay. album is two hours and nine minutes long. Uh, oh. And, <laughs> and I'll, I'm going to talk about it more next week. But basically, like, uh, he has gotten so freaking meta and like earnest that 
this that the music he's making at this point is essentially his diary like set to music and it's <laughs> really it's really interesting like yeah uh, so I'll give you specifics um, next time but this is like one of those strangest and like yeah one of the strangest things I've heard this year and I it, it all depends on like if you like him I think but like I mm-hmm. found it really really compelling and like a very unique thing that uh i think it would be easy to like fall in love with and easy to just think is like a steaming pile of garbage (laughs) (laughs) yeah polarizing you might say (laughs) yeah it might be a little polarizing so yeah i've had uh uh into that oh and i've listened to a little bit of uh samfa his debut album process he's a singer that's been on uh, if you ever listen to subtract he's been on a lot of his songs he's been kind of like a feature vocalist on a lot of producers stuff um and he's released an album called process that's a really good like really good like alt r&b album if you're looking for something like that it's been getting a lot of uh good reviews and stuff lately that's kind of my keeping up with what's cool now listen this week (laughs) so (laughs) uh yeah that's pretty much what i wanted to bring up Okay. Uh, I've got a little. I'm gonna stuff. mention. Oh, no, I'm gonna yeah, mention go. real quick. Uh, I agree with Camden and the disappointment of Chip Androids' new album. Oh yeah. I wasn't here last week for that, but yeah. man, that was just a letdown. Yeah, it is because like, I don't know what I would have wanted them to do, but I don't know. But like, Celebration Rock is like such a good, like just jam packed full of anthems album that. I don't know. And it felt like they're... I don't know. The energy just wasn't there. It didn't feel like... Yeah. I felt like Uh, versions of those songs where the hooks weren't as good and, like, the the lyrics weren't as, like, heartfelt and memorable. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I just wasn't impressed. Very underwhelming, yeah. Yeah, that's too bad. But let's not talk uh, shit on Japan droids anymore. Let's talk shit on what Josh (laughs) listened to this week. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, please. Um, so my listening got like super disrupted early this week because I – so on Monday, uh, I was like – I was planning to go out to an event on, on Tuesday, like a, a West Coast swing dance thing. And on Monday, something got posted on Facebook that was like, hey, by the way, just so you know, uh, tomorrow this West Coast event, their cover is not going to be its normal $9. It's going to be 35 Holy shit. Why? Yeah. Because they were like – they were doing a Valentine's Day event. Oh, okay. And, uh, and like you could pay 65 and get dinner or you could pay 35 and just – do the dance that you would get for nine dollars normally, and I was like, "Nope, fuck that." Yeah, um, sounds like so a this, fun deal. This dude that I know, this dude that I know, also was like, "Nope, fuck that." I'm gonna throw my own party. It's fine. Don't worry about it. I'm gonna throw a party tomorrow for like a mm. hundred odd people who will show up for this thing because they always do. So I like, I was like, "Oh, that probably won't actually happen." Uh, and I commented on his post and was like, hey man, you know, if you need a DJ, let me know. And then like six hours later, at around 6pm, I checked my phone and I had been invited to an event that was like, hey, so this is the, the party, here are our DJs, and my name was there. And I was like, shit. 
I have like <laughs> I have like no time between today and when this party starts, and I need to put together a playlist. So I ended up staying up till about two thirty that morning, like just listening to shit and like trying to pick stuff out to put on this playlist. And eventually, between that and like, how long did you need to DJ? Uh, an hour. I only okay. needed an hour. But but people were going to be partner dancing to it so i needed Uh, it to be good right like i needed it to be good and because i'm like because i'm me and i'm an asshole it wasn't just like it wasn't just like throw some music on so the drunk people at the party can dance no 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 no, no. they're looking for something particular (laughs) yeah and then because i'm me and because i'm an asshole even though i was the first dj and could play basically whatever i wanted i was like nah man i'm not gonna play the shit that you hear at every venue i'm gonna pick out stuff that i like that people probably you should have just played before. like an hour of oingo boingo or something oh <laughs> that would have worked that would have gone over great i would have been invited to dj again um so i ended up spending a ton of time listening to stuff that i hadn't listened to in a while uh just trying to kind of put together a fairly poppy set that i thought people would enjoy and it came together pretty well i i tried to find a good spot on it for for some weirder shit uh which was like kind of mixed i did sneak on uh vesuvius by sufjan stevens i got that on there and i was very proud of that uh i got on paper trails by dark side which i was also proud of nice um and i got on like a song by the National, which did not play as well as I hoped it would. <laughs> um, so I did that, and that was like Monday, Tuesday. So that was two days of my music life devoted to like figuring this out. And along the way, I listened to Joey Badass's last two singles: the one from this year and the last one from oh, last year. Oh, I heard those recently. They're good. Um, the one from this year, I was not super taken with. But, dude, fucking Devastated is an amazing yeah. track. That track is so good. Like, I'm so excited to see what he does next because that track is killer. I love it. Like, I've been listening to that track a lot. It is, It is. I don't really just listen to one track over and over again anymore. I've been doing that with Devastated because it's so good. Um, way into that. Did you really listen excited. to, uh, did you listen to Front and Center? No. Oh. There's like, yeah, there are like five singles from the upcoming album out. Shit. Um, I, so I listened to Devastated, and I listened to the one from this year that was super political. Oh, um, Land of the Free, yeah. Yeah, that's the yeah. one. And, I, like, I wasn't super taken with Land of the Free, but, um, man, Devastated just sounds like a track that could be played over a sports montage. Like, it's it's poppy and it's uplifting but also the rap on it is really good um and then like really clever writing i i'm super into that song i like it a lot um uh there's a clipping show tomorrow that i don't have a ticket to super bummed about that super bummed about that i do it yeah i do have a friend who's going with uh two of two of her people and she said that one of them might drop out and if they do I can have their ticket so fingers are crossed on seeing clipping tomorrow I also bought uh, two tickets to see Sturgill Simpson in September at you an bought outdoor two venue tickets? I bought two tickets um, are you inviting someone at, to this? I don't know yet it's in September <laughs> so uh, my plan is 
well, I don't really have a plan. My plan is see where I'm at closer to September and then invite someone to it, and I don't know who. Uh, if one of you guys wants to fly down and go see Sturgill in a park, like, I've got a ticket for you. you know, okay. You do you. <laughs> but it's... Oh, it's one, one prepared guy there. <laughs> yeah, I am so ready to take someone to the Sturgill Simpson show. Um, yeah, and I, I've been going back to Sailor's Guide to Earth because of that. Like, and And I... That is an interesting album because as much as he insists that it is a country album, I don't I still don't feel it. Like I feel like that is an album that I can give to people who actively dislike country and they will not read it as a country album. So, you know. That kinda is what it is. Yeah, well I mean it is a country album. I feel like most people just have like a very specific idea that country is like radio country. Or like twangy yeah. in a way that this is not like and there's a lot on there that is like I don't know you could you could make the argument but like it it walks the line to me um, it is really good really 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 good Breaker's Roar is an amazing track um, as is that cover of In Bloom you guys want to talk about something else? nah we're super not I'd say we're... yeah this is <laughs> We're super not prepped for this next this next topic, but I am. It's, uh, you're not. Don't don't. Yeah, no, no, you're the only one that isn't. No, no, no. I don't think you know. I don't think you know where I'm going. Oh, I guess. Oh, not. oh man, twist. You ready for the segue? <laughs> yeah. So I was listening to something on my turntable today, and I was like, "Man, turntables are kind of like gramophones. The Grammys just happened." Oh God. Oh jeez. <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to talk about the Grammys? No, I don't know anything about not, the Grammys. Not particularly. I didn't. I, yeah, I couldn't tell you. I'm sure somebody played. Uh, so I the know, short version is: I know that Adele, Adele won, won 5, fucking awards. everything. Yeah, yeah. And Adele she, won. Didn't she fucking everything? Didn't she say she didn't deserve it? Something along those lines. Uh, of course she did. Everyone says that. Everyone always says that. Forever. Uh, yeah. Sturgill was nominated for best album for album of the year. Which is yeah, crazy. It's like their weird pick. Yeah. Not that like, that's a weird pick, but I don't know. I don't understand. But like having having a country album there is is fascinating. Um Yeah, uh, uh Chance the Rapper. Did did won. you watch the Grammys? I did Josh? not. I'm I'm okay. I didn't I, I am okay. not going to devote my time to that. I will read about it. I was, I just wanted to see time. how committed you were to no, this topic. <laughs> not that committed. Um He's uh, been watching won... the Grammys every day. Like, yeah, the... I watch the Grammys <laughs> every day. In fact, my, my year project is to watch every Grammys. Um, Did you say every yeah. Grammys? <laughs> every Grammy. Two M's. No M's. Uh, yeah, yeah. Chance won uh, Best New Artist, which, like, uh, he's real good, but I'm not sure he's a new artist. That's uh, every fucking year with the Best New you're Artist. You're right. Like, that here's, is every Here's an artist year. that's been known about for five or six years. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, although yeah. Anderson Pock got a nomination for that, which like would have been a newer artist, I don't know. Uh, yeah, he's a couple of years newer. Oh, oh, best new artist what, what that's else? on all uh, the commercials now. Oh, uh, the the Cage the Elephant album won best rock, best rock album this year. Tell me I'm pretty. I like that album. I thought it was pretty good. And they haven't listened, and and it won over Blink One Eighty Two, Panic at the Disco, and Weezer. So I'm down with that. Man. That's all right. 
Man, is what this a... junior high? <laughs> what a what a lineup. <laughs> uh, can we? There are some really good category names. Um, are they new category names? I don't know. You can oh, tell me. Well, yeah. Is is best know, is is best urban contemporary album a new yeah. category? No. Uh, you know what? They've always do, had. Do that. you know what that? Have they? Yeah, they <laughs> definitely always. I'm pretty. sure. I think you should watch every single Grammy. I, I watch the Grammys religiously. <laughs> no, just kidding. But I'm. I don't. But I'm pretty sure that that is a category they've had before. Is the, is that category just best album by a black artist? Basically, like best, is that what that best, is? That's yeah. Like, let's be honest. Because <laughs> that's, that's what because that, that seems like what that is. Like, and, totally and, is and I don't, I don't think I don't like. I'm not. That's not a bad thing. Like, that's a good category to have. But I feel like the name "Best Urban Contemporary Album" is like trying to dress it up and formalize it in a way that's yeah, really weird. Yeah, but I think it's it's like not. Uh, I think, but I think that's like what radio stations and stuff would basically call R&B and stuff like that in the in the 90s like the 80s and 90s like that those would be like urban contemporary radio stations or whatever like that was just like another designation for that genre or something uh, I don't know cuz it's, it's not a, like cause yeah it's a... it's yeah it's <laughs> I don't know why they still use it <laughs> um uh best rap performance uh, was was Chance the Rapper for no problem. Uh, the category that just kind of exists for Drake, as far as I can tell, ba- best rap slash sung performance was won by Drake. Um, yeah, no, like... They might as well just have one that's like, best Drake song this year. Yeah, best Drake. <laughs> best Drake in uh, 2016. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there, there were some some interesting nominations for uh, for best rap album. Uh, Chance the Rapper won for Coloring Book. Um, De La Soul was on the list. Uh, Drake was on the list. Um, DJ Khaled. I don't know how to say that. I hope I'm saying that right. That's right. Uh, and then Schoolboy Q and Kanye West both got nominated for that. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah. Like, I think ordinarily we would have a, a more prepped uh, Grammy discussion. Why? But, <laughs> but why? Because <laughs> it, it, can, it can be fun to, like, appreciate how, how badly they do. I know. I don't know. I, yeah, that's true. I know that, uh, <laughs> I, I know that the, the heavy metal category is always funny, and I think it was still really good this year because I think Megadeth won it for, like, the 5,000th time. Let's Cause hold it's, on. They get, it's, it's every – seriously, every year it's, like – Every famous metal band from the '80s just gets nominated again for the best metal performance. It's uh, like you, it's you like are Meg- correct. It's like Megadeth and Anthrax <laughs> and Slayer get nominated every year. Um, so, best metal performance was won by. So, this is performance was won by Megadeth uh, for Dystopia. They beat out Gojira. They beat out Baroness. They beat out Korn. And they beat out uh, Periphery. <laughs> Uh, I just can't take Grammy seriously. Uh, when... I don't see, like, I don't corn. See, like... <laughs> yeah, corn. And... 
I don't see a best metal album. Just best metal oh, performance. Yeah, I don't think they have one. I don't think they have a best metal album. It's it's one of the weirdest categories. Like I don't know why they they have that category even. Like there's that's like one of the most glaringly out of touch categories they have. Every year. Yeah. Every, every, every year. <laughs> All right, all right. I just wanted I wanted to mention that the Grammys had happened. That was my swerve into into uh, music awards. Let's well, good swerve. Let's get yeah. <laughs> I got you. It's swervy. Um, let's get back on track. Joey, you picked this album that we're going to talk about, and I think it's time to talk about it. Alrighty, I picked. Sorry, there's a puppy that just ran into my living room. Wow, and it's not mine. Uh, <laughs> I wish my life was, I had that problem. Yeah. 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 Uh, I picked. Yeah, I know. It's just it's the craziness. Uh, I picked Stage Four by Touche Amore. Uh, they are a post-hardcore emo group from LA. Uh, they've been out music since 2007. With, uh, they have quite a long list of EPs, and they put out four studio albums. All of which that have been reviewed pretty positively. They've toured pretty successfully with all of them. But I think their third album uh, is Survived By. Is mm-hmm. that right, Camden? Yeah. Uh, which is when I first found them. And yeah, I got, too. I think Camden showed me them probably. Uh, that was when they kind of started catching a lot more steam. They started touring with bigger bands like AFI, Me Without You, Every Time I Die, Going Around the World. And that kind of leads us into stage four. And Camden's kind of mentioned a lot about this album. Uh, not a lot, but kind of the story behind this album in the past. But it's based upon Jeremy Bohms. He's the lead singer. His mother passed away in 2014 of cancer. And it was kind of just his way of uh, dealing with it, I suppose. It was kind of just kind of his way to get through it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so there's some pretty heavy topics. Uh, there's some pretty heavy lyrics, and overall, it's just a great, great album. Uh, do you want me to talk about my I like about it first? Or you guys want to go? You go. Yeah. Why I don't you start? Why don't you tell us? Why don't you tell us why you picked this? Uh, I picked this because it was actually my favorite album out of 2016. Like. First time I listened to it, I loved it, and I just I couldn't put it down for several months. I just kept going back to it. Uh, I think there's just there's always been he's always Jeremy's always been good at like expressing emotion through this band, but there's just this is like a whole other level due to the you know lyrical content. And I guess you could say I like it so much because. I, I don't know, I guess I find it kind of relatable. Like, through my life, I've lost both my mom's parents to cancer, and last year, or two years ago now, uh, Kirsten's grandpa passed away from cancer, so it's kind of been like something that's been a constant in my life. So I kind of, I, I guess I related in some way. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like a, I know, I kind of know what he's going through, so I understood and it was it was kind of this weird relationship with an album I've never really had, and I, I thought it was really interesting hmm. that I kind of made these weird connections. But uh, 
as far as the album goes, uh, there's many moments where I was just blown away. I think it's, I think it's crazy how personal he gets with what he says. I mean, I imagine it'd be hard to bring those up just in conversation, but to put it out there for the whole world to kind of listen to and judge. I imagine that took a lot of, and to be like performing it all the time afterwards. Yeah. Which I've seen some interviews with him lately, and it seems like it, he's kind of like, I don't know if he's accepted or come to terms, but it doesn't seem like like it bugs him as bad as you think it would, I guess. But yeah. I think it's, I mean, obviously it does, but he's he's at least figured out how to, you know, this is, he knows this is his way of getting through it. So that's how he does it, I suppose. But there's lots of moments in this album where it just kind of just, just pretty much, you have to take it as it is. And that, like, a uh, few of my highlights, uh, lyrically, uh, the song Eight Seconds, mm-hmm. I think that, that was, like, when I first heard those lyrics, I was like, holy shit, this is deep. Uh, that's the one that ends with, uh, uh, where he passed away when he's on the stage while you were living the dream. I couldn't imagine like mm. having to having to deal with missing that phone call and you know while you're living the dream yet you know part of your life is you know just passed away. I was mm-hmm. I thought that was just the amount he had to put in to actually put that into a song. I can't even I can't even imagine yeah. doing it. Well, and there's so much stuff from other parts of the album too, where he's like specifically dealing with the guilt of like that event where he's talking about like how he's you know had to tell himself that he was doing what his you know mother would have wanted him to be doing and that she would be proud of him but it's like it doesn't really help with that you know guilt that he was somewhere else you know yeah mm-hmm. another song like i think water damage too where he kind of he gets into the deeper of like when her health started falling apart, that was where she took the wrong dose, and that's night he wants to forget but can never do. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the end of the song, it, uh, uh, she leans in and says, we both know what this is, and he goes into that's something I can never forget. I thought that was really deep and personal. That's yeah. just kind of like the whole the whole album. Just It's just so honest and personal, and I think that's something that really drew me to it, and I always like Touche Amori as is, but this was just like a whole another level of expressiveness and just an album that I really, really liked. But what'd you guys think? I know Camden likes it, but uh, yeah. Can, go for it, Josh. yeah, go ahead, Camden. Yeah. Oh no, you go for it. Okay. Um <laughs> I had uh so I I'm not super into hardcore most of the time. Uh, it acoustically it doesn't really appeal to me that much, um, because a number of reasons. I, I find it like kind of overwhelming, and I find that like lyrically it's hard for me to track what's actually going on, because like everything happens at such a pace, and like it's not quite like screaming, which I know I don't like, but it's not far off. Um, but like. The more that I listen to this, the more that, like, I kind of... 
because I, uh, I didn't remember the background. Um, the more I kind of figured out what it was about and and like the the pain that he was expressing and like that did appeal to me because like that sort of honesty on the other hand is something that is like tremendously appealing to me as a listener i like hearing that that's why i listen to car seat headrest right like because it's it's that that's why like uh the emotional honesty in in like the lonesome crowded west by modest mouse is is like the fact that it feels super real and true makes it more compelling for me. And as I listened to this album more and, like, kind of was able to break it down more in my head and get past, like, my first kind of bounce off of it, I came to like it more. Uh, it's... I I don't know how much I'm going to listen to it moving forward just because of the, the style of music is not something that has a huge draw for me. Yeah. But, like, I, I came away appreciating it a whole lot more than I did going in. And, like... I think the the beginning of the album is excellent. Like, I like how the album starts a lot. Um, and then uh, throughout it, there were a couple songs that, like, really stood out to me. Uh, I think uh, one was Posing Holy. I liked quite a bit. Uh, and then I think uh, Skyscraper was another that I was pretty into. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Skyscraper was, hard... was the one that kind of went out of the whole, like, hardcore sound a little bit. And it was a little yeah. more... Uh... Um, uh, soft and it was a, kind of reflective. It, yeah. it was a hard album for me to listen all the way through in one sitting. Mm. Like, just because of of the the sound quality of it, right? Like, just because that's not something that I normally seek out. Um, but I'm glad that I did. And like, this is actually I like, this is, sorry. I was gonna say this ahead. is actually like a fairly long album for this style. Of yeah. Music. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, I think all their other albums are under 30 minutes long. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I think the first two are even like under twenty minutes long, because <laughs> like mm-hmm. that's usually the whole thing. Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, so thirty-five think, like, is like the, a big statement for like a postcard. Honestly, the the <laughs> biggest problem I had with this album is sometimes the mixing seemed super weird. Oh yeah. <laughs> like in the first song, about halfway through, like his vocals drop in volume a lot. And, like, they're no longer at the front of the track. They kind of Mm -hmm. become the back of the track. And I couldn't figure out, like, if that was a decision they made to, like, bring the music out or if there was just some weird engineering going on with it. Is that, like, when they had more stuff layering on, like, when they had the backing vocals come in and stuff? I can't recall, like, if there were backing vocals. I just know that, like, every time I listen to... I, I think it was the first track, like, a... Around halfway through, like there is a verse that is just much quieter than the rest, and the hmm. music itself is much louder. And like there are weird I things never... like that. Maybe it, like maybe my headphones are just fucked. I don't know. But <laughs> yeah, I, I'm gonna have to listen back and I guess listen to that more. Yeah. But I never noticed that. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, then again, I, I also go for it. Definitely kind of. changes where he's like you know, doing the vocals in a different style than the last verse or whatever, like on like Benediction and stuff like that. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I'd have to look at that, but I, yeah. Usually when I was listening to, Oh, you can finish Josh, by the way, I don't want to go into my whole. No, thing. no, 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 please yeah. go. Um, oh. go ahead. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, I don't know. This is, this is one of those albums where, cause I, like I, 
do like this kind of music. So I'm um, I'm into the you know stuff instrumentally and everything, and all the you know the instrumentals are very good. You know it you know does the thing you want in this kind of music where the a lot of the music is just like extremely cathartic, and you know that coupled with the the vocal style, um, I think is what for a lot of people makes this type of music like a really good way of you know like dealing with really tough emotional problems you know because it's mm-hmm. so like it's just like <laughs> being loud and yelling it's built for it, it. it is, yeah it's just it is, it, it is of getting that out right yeah. like yeah. It, it is emotional release mm-hmm. and i don't know so i i really liked the i liked i like the song musically but I mean, of course, with this album, like, the lyrics and the subject matter and, like, the feeling with which the vocals are delivered is, like, the center of this album, and it's what makes this album amazing, I think. Um, And we've already talked about that, obviously. But, yeah, the stuff, like, it's serious. Like, I cannot listen to this album without getting really emotional. (laughs) Like, I Mm -hmm. I can't do it. yeah, it is really powerful. Uh, I don't know. It's it's it is like cathartic in a way, and you can tell that he's dealing with it through, um, you know, writing about it and uh, performing this music. But it really kind of, in a whole, ends up, you know, not really being a resolution of dealing with all these issues surrounding his mother's death like it which which i think yeah. is a good thing like i like that about it because you know it it even even like ends with the track uh track gather oh my god there's some sirens going on in josh's place uh, yeah but but yeah that track like for an ending where at the end of the the album you know where you'd expect something to be like, you'd expect there to be a track like, oh, well, you know, this is how I dealt with it. And, you know, like maybe there's a positive thing like in the end from all of this, but at the end of it, he's just, he just talks about how it still like affects him and like every little thing, like people will mention stuff or I'll hear something that reminds him of his mother. And it's just like, he has to, you know, gather himself and recoup and there's, no other way to deal with it like it's just not going away you know yeah um, i don't know or you, you I, could I just, expect it to kind of like, very real to me you know it didn't yeah yeah and um, i guess you could also expect it to kind of end like even angry at the world but it doesn't really do that either so you don't have it's just i like i like your point of it's kind of just open-ended but mm-hmm. yeah but, i mean and I guess I discussed the lyrics a lot coming in the beginning, but also I like all the musical as well. Like uh, eight seconds where it starts out slower, then it comes in like feedback, just into that mm-hmm. emotional, just kind of. I was just, that was one of my favorite moments. Yeah. It's one of those one of those albums that you do get. You know, it's really sad to listen to, but at the same time, I get so like amped up listening to it because the music is just that good as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I liked, yeah, like you kind of mentioned, it doesn't really, like, like, 
it doesn't really direct its anger outward, which is kind of what makes it very personal. Like most of the struggles, the emotional struggles in it seem like it's him dealing with the guilt of what he, it sounds like, you know, he was around and helping his mother quite a bit, but you know, he still has like the guilt of not being there, like the exact time. And like, maybe you should have like given up everything and help, you know, just like been with her the entire time up until she died. Um, yeah. And it also deals with, like, him... I thought some of the most compelling stuff in it was, like, him dealing with, uh, like, dealing with his mom's faith and, like, religion, which yeah. was... Yeah. In his own? Like, I don't know. I found that really, really... I don't know. That was That was really powerful to me. Just that sort of weird feeling where you can't really place what it is that because it obviously like bothered him in a way but he doesn't want to be you know dismissive or like antagonistic towards her you know I don't yeah know. and he doesn't want to come off that way yeah but it's still like yeah i don't know that's <laughs> that's tough you know yeah then like yeah he respects her beliefs but he's still like questioning his own mm-hmm. and i think that that that's like after you lose somebody you love that's kind of the hardest time if, if you're you know to question whatever whether it be your faith or whatever it's just going to be the it's just going to stress it so much mm-hmm. and i think it i think that's just something you can fade well like displacement was one of my favorite songs yeah me too. and the lines in there last week i crashed my car and i walked away unscathed maybe that was you asking to keep my faith and he just throws in these little gems of, you know, you can see how much he's struggling with and how much he believed his mom was, you know, had the faith, but how he's just struggling with it himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, I <clears throat> I really like it. Like, I think I really think this album pretty much does everything an album of this style can like hope to do and does it really well. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I think it's an ex- like it is an exemplary emo album, and like yeah, it is really great. And yeah, I've been kind of just coming back to it now and then. Like I liked it a lot when I first heard it, and then it just kind of grabbed me more each time. And it's man, yeah, I think I'll be listening to it for a while, for sure. Yeah, it it definitely took me like I listened to it a lot after I found it. There was a couple months where it was one of my heavier albums in the rotation. Mm. But yeah, stage four, guys. Any other thoughts on it? It's a heavy album, man. (laughs) It is. But it's so good. Yeah. Like I I said, it was my favorite album of the year. I don't think many other people had it that way, but I guess just the personal effects i attached to it were significant kind of just right significant and pushed it over the top pretty mm-hmm. easily mm-hmm. well thanks for bringing it joey that was a that was i don't want to say a treat because that seems like the wrong phrase for an album like this yeah um, but it was a good one to explore and like it was it was heavy and intense and uh i'm glad that like I did listen to it, um, so and I'm not sure I would have otherwise. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
I guess it's another like they always say, you know, you can express yourself musically, but I think this is probably the best example of like, he's truly expressing himself and is mm-hmm. just through music. And that, I think it'd be a good example for others too. Like screaming into a pillowcase. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Into a microphone. Yeah. But you can do it in front of a bunch of other people and they'll come yeah. watch you. Make a bunch of money. Yeah. I mean, dude, if, if I can see the in, world. If I could scream into a pillowcase and see the world and make money, I'd be I'd be pretty Yeah, okay. That sounds good. Let's do that. Let's do that. You guys wanna stop doing the podcast and start a band and do that instead? Yeah. And we'll just scream into pillows. Sure. Sounds great. Cool. Yeah, yeah. We'll be uh the pillow talkers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm good. Good. Great name. Yeah, uh, I don't have music news this week. Nothing that I really want to talk about. Um, you guys never look up music news, so nothing. You I can... felt like there was a big one I read there earlier this week, but I can't remember what it was. I'm Adele like, oh, wins that's like actually... 18 Grammys. It was like music to be discontinued in 2018. <laughs> that that sounds right. Uh, my <laughs> quick feed. Um, Ticketmaster accused of hacking rival firm's database. That's kind of cool, uh-huh. I guess. Okay. Uh, oh, Prince. Prince is back on streaming services now. As of, like, a week ago. You can listen uh, to Prince on Spotify and Apple Music. <laughs> they waited wait until, until he passed away. Year. And they can pull a fast one on him. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Bastards. Um, yeah. Okay. So I guess let's wrap up. Let's wrap yeah, up. So... Next week, we're going to be... Talking about Hamilton. Yeah, uh, that's, that's true. I still have not listened to Hamilton. It's long, dude. You've got to you've got to listen to it. Like you've got to start real soon. No. You sound really it's so, hesitant. It's so hard for me to get excited about it. I I listened to part of it. I listened to the beginning, and I'll use a little spoily so far. I listened to the first few <laughs> tracks, and I did not like them at all. Oh uh, no! So <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. I gotta find like a video of it being performed. I think that'd be easier to watch than actually just like the music. The music thing. mafia is gonna come after us. The music mafia. The musical okay. mafia. Oh, the musical mafia. That's terrible. <laughs> the musical. Yeah. <laughs> Not the music mafia. They they deal with different things. Yeah, the musical mafia. Yeah, they, the music. Don't, yeah, the you don't two different fuck things. With the musical mafia. Um. So next week we'll be listening to Hamilton. Uh, hopefully the musical mafia will not come after us. Um, hopefully it's next week. Hopefully, if, mm, Let's yeah. Say hopefully a week and it's a half. next. It's probably more accurate. Yeah, and a if it comes out next week, you can be excited about it. Yeah. Uh, well, in the meantime, early. you can contact us uh, all sorts of ways. I'm on. Uh, we're all on everything, but uh, at not always music on Twitter on Facebook, Joey. Uh, Built us a Facebook page that we didn't really use at all. Um, yeah, no one updates I've it anymore. Been, I've been off Facebook recently, so I I can't even can't even help you there. Yeah, yeah I rarely check Facebook. I'm like uh, the worst you? person to be involved in like anything that needs social media boosting. So yeah. I'm just completely yeah. uninvolved with it. Um, uh, you can email us at. Soundingboardpodcast at gmail dot com. That'll that's be true. good. You uh, can. That's uh, we didn't receive any emails this week. <laughs> Shocker. 
<laughs> in the meantime, uh, Camden, Joey, are you going to help with this segment? I guess so. I mean, I'm here. Do I have a choice? I mean, okay, you do. You got to do. You got to do vocals then. I oh, feel. Man, I, I feel so bad I'm, making fun of this. I'm not. Album. That's like. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we can. It was requested. Also, I don't know. I, I'll do it. All right. I'm also not drugged enough for this. I have to be, you know, consciously sedated to sing. Okay, so you can do the you can do the guitar line, and I'll <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll conduct. Don't worry about it. You oh, you just gonna go sit there. Yeah. Uh, all, right. all right. On three. I can't even do it. I can't do it. <laughs> Camden, you're alone in this now. Wait, am I doing vocals? I'll do vocals. <laughs> They're going to okay. be so bad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear them. One, two, one, two, three, four. I'm no. screaming into my pillow. <laughs> I no, sleep this is bad. You should stop cry. now. Stop now. Yeah. Cut it off. Yeah. I'm sorry, guys. We can't play this week out. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. I, you know, it the, with the playing out thing, there's really a limited range. If it involves vocals, that's not just, uh, like, Carissa's weird was easy. Um, but yeah, if it's yelling, if it is vocals with any type of skill, really, I'm not your guy. <laughs> I can't really do it. So I apologize. I apologize. Should we just ad lib? Should yeah. we just ad lib some play out? Some what? No, I think I'll just, I think we're, we're just going to cut some music onto the end of this. Is what we're going to do instead? Okay. Yeah, I, I hope yep. this. I hope all this discussion is still there, though. Oh yeah, no, this is sticking around. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Awesome. Thanks so much for joining <laughs> me. Uh, I will see you guys sometime in between. Well, I'll see Camden sometime in between the next week and week and a half. Joey, we'll have you back on soon. Next six to eight months, you know? Yeah, yeah that's what's <laughs> Awesome. All right. Thanks for joining me, guys. Have a great night. Don't risk yourself, take